Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato and Jeremy Monaghan. Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast, powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If. What If has you covered for accommodation, flights, car hire and more, so if you're looking for a holiday, travelling for business or you need to get to the next game, visit whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. What If, it's Aussie for travel. My name's Jeremy Monaghan and I'd like to welcome my co-hosts Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. Hello, how are you today? Not too bad. Jez, how are you, mate? I'm well. I'm well. Hello to you too, Shannon. How are you going, mate? Really well, thanks, Mark. I'm a little surprised you're being so civil to me, but I'm I'm really well, thank you. Yeah, well, I've heard you've been having to get a bit of counselling, grief counselling, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the barrage that we've been throwing you. So I'm going to take it very easy on you today, Shannon, because you know, we are great mates after all. We are. We are. It's all, all in jest. But you're right, I have been seeing a grief counsellor. He was... He was so good, actually. When he when he when he passed away, it didn't really bother me at all. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good start. That is a good start. <laughs> right, let's get on to our first uh, discussion topic before we all get too lovey dovey here on our top four Rabbitohs <laughs> podcast. What's something that you've learnt this week, Ella? I just learnt this week that with COVID, there's so many different things that can happen. Um, leading into a game, it's the first time I've ever been on the way to a game, particularly travelling uh, on a charter flight in Queensland to Rockhampton, one of the uh, great outposts of, of uh, North Queensland, um, and getting there, landing on the tarmac, ready to play, and then told we're not playing. Um, that's the thing that COVID's doing. I mean, the, mm. the lockdowns are happening very quickly, uh, which is good. It's the only way probably to get over it. Uh, but, you know, just the uncertainty of the world at the moment um, is something that I'm learning. And um, like you and like Shan, like everyone, I, just the days tend to blend into each other at the moment. Like it's, I don't know if you get caught, you know, what day is it today? Because you're sort of outside of your normal range, you know, mm. and what you're doing. So it's, um, yeah, that's what I've learned. Sorry for the phone going the, in the background. Is that there. Wayne? Wayne's trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> it could be, mate. Wayne's missing be. you. He's not sharing the office with you. <laughs> He's missing you. <laughs> that yeah. that must have been an amazing experience, <laughs> that whole Rockhampton um, experience you had on the weekend, the, the uncertainty of it all, not being able to get off the plane, everyone's phones going off when you land, saying the game's off. And... We got to see the pictures coming out of Rockhampton because I was in my lounge room waiting for the game to start. And we got, I actually had a journo ring me first. A journo ring me and said, Oh, so what's your guy's statement? I said, About what? And he said, Oh, the lockdown's in Queensland. I said, Well, wouldn't you get a statement off the Queensland government or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he yeah. said, No, your game's off. I said, Well, I haven't been told that. And then yeah. while I'm talking to him, Blake's ringing me. <laughs> to tell me that the game's <laughs> off. So everything was happening so quickly. And the vision of those people that were rocking up at the game and just so disappointed they'd travelled from far and wide and Rockhampton never had an NRL game, a competition game before. And there was a lot of red and green 
the of the people that they were showing, and they were all just so disappointed. So I'm 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 personally hoping that these lockdowns do get lifted fairly quickly, and the Queenslanders can get on top of it, so that perhaps towards the end of the season we can go up there again, because we do get the chance to play the Dragons again in the final round. So it might be an opportunity yeah. to take two of the two of the most famous clubs, which everyone was looking forward to seeing play there, take a take them up there again in the final round. Yeah. It was um it was quite disappointing um you know that we couldn't play, but obviously the reasons we just had to follow the rules. But the toughest thing was us for us was that you know we had all that travel. We left the, we left the hotel on a bus at eight thirty in the morning. Mm. Um, and we got home about quarter past three in the afternoon, back to you know our hotel, which yeah, we were out of the out of the hotel was something different for us, but very frustrating. But the dragons didn't leave their hotel; mm. they were travelling half hour after us. Mm. And you know, just as we got in the air, they made a decision um, that you know the game was in jeopardy. Mm. So they told the dragons to wait there and. By the time we got to Rocky, they decided to call it off. So we just stopped, refueled, and away we came back. So, so the performance of the boys on Sunday, considering the preparation and you know the time just sitting down and, and, and you know not doing much, was a really really good effort in the end. I thought. Yeah, and you still had an hour long bus trip from the Gold Coast to Brisbane the next day as well. So it was plenty of plenty of travelling. Yeah. We we put yeah. fifty on. I'd hate to think if we were playing at Redfern Oval. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, yeah, exactly right. Yes, I, I actually consider an hour long bus trip as uh, the exciting, most exciting time of the day at the moment for us. <laughs> uh, Shannon, what have you learnt this week? Uh, well, the first thing I've learned, Jez, is not to leave my phone on when we're, when we're doing the podcast. So um, hopefully Hello can remember that next week as well. Um, and you mentioned, um, you mentioned, you know, all the, the hours travelling and, you know, seven hours of long travel and all the disappointment involved. I heard Hello had a bit of a silver lining to his disappointment. Apparently on those seven hours, he had nine aeroplane meals. So um, <laughs> the stewardess was charging for overtime, apparently. Is the truce off already? <laughs> Yeah, I thought, Jeremy, you witnessed it in the preamble. I said, I'm going to take it easy today, Shannon, because I'm really worried. And, you know, yeah, anyway, uh, wipe your gloves off, Jess. No, I'm going to control myself. Right, never, no. never, never give a sucker an even break. <laughs> um, yeah, now what I've learned this week is we're a club that players want to come to. You know, we had the. Um, announcement about Anthony Milford coming to the club and, um, you know, it's widely publicised that he's came for less than he might have got elsewhere and probably what he's currently earning. And, you know, we're obviously, a, you know, we, we want to, we've always wanted to be and felt that we are a club of choice that players want to come to. And that's just evidence of it that, you know, players want to come to our club because we've got um, good administration, we've got great coaches, great structure, around the football. So we're really able to attract great players who'll come for unders and will stay for unders. We've had plenty of examples of that as well. So that's a real credit to the systems and the structures that LO set up, that, um, you know, Blake and the administration as well. I think it's a, it's a real credit to the whole club that we, we are a club of choice. We certainly are. We certainly are. And it's good to see that these top-line players do want to come to the Rabbitohs to to further their career, even when they've already achieved so much in their career, they can see that future with us. So I agree wholeheartedly with you there. The 
thing I've learnt this week is I'm still no good at watching the Rabbitohs play on TV. I'm much calmer watching the games at, at the ground, and so I'm hoping all this COVID stuff clears up really quickly so we can get back there. And I've seen all the stuff this week in the papers about the toing and froing about the grand final and people needing to have had uh, their jabs to be able to get to the games, the, the grand final, where the, wherever they're going to be played. And uh, I'm proud to say I've had both of my COVID injections um, done, and I'm hoping that all Rabbitohs fans are considering getting that done so that when we get there in October, no, no matter where this game is played, that the the uh, the government of the state where it's played might consider letting a whole heap of red and green army into that into that game with both their injections done. So that's what I'm hoping. Indeed, yeah, I'm actually due for my second one this afternoon, Jez. But you're right; it's not it's not an easy sitting at home and watching the um, watching the Rabbitohs and screaming at the TV. I was just reminded me I was sitting there with my wife the other day, and it wasn't a Rabbitohs game. She said we're just watching so much footy. She said there's actually a a documentary on um, women's erogenous zones and women's G-spots. Why don't we flick it on that documentary? It'll do you good. I said, how do I get it? She said, just just hit the hit the hit the button on the remote, but I just couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We're far too early into the podcast <laughs> to be turning people off with your filthy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't too bad. <laughs> Oh, very good. All right. Let's get into yeah, our well, first. The, the, the food and beverage industry at, at, at football games has gone down since Shannon can't attend anymore. <laughs> I've got to say that the poor buggers, they're, they're, just, they're just falling apart. I mean, you know, he, he's used to eating, he said nine meals on a plane. I mean, I was only on for an hour and a half, Shannon. You know, you, you go, we have three grades at the football, mate. I'm not going to say what you get through there. Yeah, I'm sorry to all the friends at the caterers at the stadium, but I'm making up for it on menu log, actually. So <laughs> they're very happy about it all. <laughs> Righto, let's get into our first top four topic of the morning. We've been um, working our way through the best Rabbitohs in each position. And this week, we're going to have a look at the top four Rabbitohs 5.8s of all time. We'll start with you, Shannon, this week. Okay. Well, the obvious is the... Rabbitohs, one of the all-time Rabbitohs greats in, in Sutter. You know, 336 matches, is it, Jazz? It was, 336. Yep, yeah, between 2004 and 2019, a 16-year career, 336 matches. Absolutely amazing. Um, so I thought, you know, uh, you know, obviously we know he played for City in 2008, 2009, and it was probably stiff not to be picked in that origin side that year. But I thought I'd look up some amazing stats on, on Sato. And what people might realise is that in 2010, he was our part-time goal kicker for a little bit. And he's actually got uh, a 70% goal kicking rate. So there's nothing the great man can't do. Well, sorry, in that year, he had a 70% goal kicking rate. He kicked seven from 10 in in uh, 2000 and 2005, it was, yeah. But he I think we only scored right. 10 tries that season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, All by right. Nathan Merritt. <laughs> yeah, <exactly right. laughs> Nathan must have been too exhausted from scoring the tries to kick the goals. But yeah, you're right. He was with us at a, at a time when our club was really struggling and Sutter was a shining light and we had a few in Merrow. And, you know, to my point earlier, we were struggling to attract um, big name players at that stage and how far we've come. But through those dark days, John Sutton was one of the shining lights at 5'8 for us. So he's he has to be number one. 
Um, and probably post Sutto is the great Cody Walker that's playing for us now. You know, he's he's quickly uh, building up some some history with the club. He's six years going strong, 135 matches. He's got just shy of a 60% win rate with us. Um, you know, he scored 64 tries out of those 135 matches. So he's got he's just under a 50% strike rate, scoring a try every second game. And and um, funnily enough, Cody was a bit of a part-time kicker for us as well in 2016. He um, he had 12 attempts at goal for 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 10. You got 10 from 12 at an 83% goal-kicking rate. So not bad by our 5A who, you know, great great players, but also uh, had a bit of kicking ability as well. So had to go for Cody as number two. And it's funny, you know, they one followed the other because that's certainly the case for the for my final two um, 5As. And the first one I'm going to talk about is the great Jimmy Lyle. Um, he was named in our team of the century. That was named in 2004. Uh, six caps for Australia, great player, played from South for 1962 to 1968. He captained us in the 65 grand final versus the Dragons and, and played in the 67 uh, grand final winning side as well. So Jimmy Lyle was a was a great 5'8", and he was immediately followed by another, and Dennis Pittard, um, who played in the 68 grand final, um, played in uh, four grand finals in a row for us. Um, between 68 and 71, winning three of those, of course. Uh, he won, you know, Dennis was a great player, won two Rothmans medals himself and had six cups for Australia. So, and and probably remembered for, at that time, between 68 and 71, when we, in those four grand finals and won three of them, you know, one of the most famous Rabideau's halves combination between um, him and Bobby Grant, uh, uh, Evil at half. Funny, uh, Bobby's nickname was Evil and, and, um, and Dennis's nickname was the Sneak, so I don't know what that was all about. But the Sneak and Evil at um, in the halves, they took us to the four, four grand finals, and we won three of them. So uh, Dennis Pittard is up there with some of our great five eight. So I've named Sato, Cody, Jimmy Lyle, and Dennis Pittard. I had uh, Dennis on on my list as well, and I'm glad we've decided to focus on his. Football because his post football career has been a little bit colourful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that with you, Jim. <laughs> I also had Sato on my list too. He's uh, he's uh, certainly probably played his best football with us in the back row, but um, certainly established himself as a as an NRL footballer at at five eighth and just showed how versatile he is with the way he can play play footy. What about you, Ello? Who have you well, got? I had I had the four that Shannon had. Um, you know, and I'm yeah, you know, they are they have been great players at our club, you know, through but just like you through the different areas, eras, we talk about, you know, our five eights, and we know halves and five eights obviously important to how well your teams go. Shannon spoke about Bobby Grant and Dennis Pittard, you know, together. Jimmy Lyle was back before then. Jimmy Lyle a dual international, okay, that was just a you know, one of those, um, you know, one of those, uh, you know, a purist as a 5'8", you know, the way he played, played the game. Then we come to Sato. Sato wasn't playing 5'8", but Sato was playing 5'8 when we started to turn the club around, okay? And then then we started to move forward, got to attract a few other players of the club. He went into the back row, but his time at 5'8", and the amount of time he had his hands on the football in games uh, was important. He, just he had just the silky skills when he moved the back row as well. Um, 
And Katie Walker, um, you know, I heard Alexander describe Katie Walker as the closest thing to Cliff Lyons he's ever seen. You know, Cliff Lyons, if you, uh, you know, asked anyone in the game to name some of the great five-eights of all time, Cliff Lyons would be there. Mm. And, I mean, Cody is just getting better and better. Cody, he's a backyard footballer. He just, he can play off the cuff. He can play structure. And one thing I've really noticed, particularly in the last six to eight weeks, is how how much improved his kicking game is. Right, he's he's getting that kick where he just a jail kick where he puts the ball down the end goal and we're getting them trapped down that end, and that's giving us our defensive line the chance to get in and and put some real damage into the opposition teams in their own end, and that's what we've been getting better at as the season goes on, and I think. We all know Renault can do it, but Cody's put in some really good kicks at the mm. end of this season. So he's really up there. He's got he's got still footy in front of him, Cody, as we know. Uh, but, you know, as we, we make our charge towards the playoffs this year, obviously Luttrell is a massive part of what we do. But Cody, Cody and his relationship and partnership with Luttrell on the field is, is something that, that can carry us a long way in this comp. Mm. There's one I think we, we've just missed there and um, was Rocky Laurie. Mm-hmm. Rocky Laurie in the, in the early 80s, um, yeah, was a really good footballer. The, the team revolved around him because of the class and that that he showed. Obviously won the first ever Dally M. Okay, and uh, to get that award across the whole competition says you played pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to have him there as, as uh, one, of the top, one of the top five eights mm-hmm. that have played at this club as well. But I agree with Shannon. I agree with you, mate. They, we've had some great players in that position over the year. And every time we've had good five-eights in our club, we've been a strength in the competition in that era. Yep. Now, I've, uh, my list, I had John Sutton. I had Rocky Laurie as well. Dennis Pittard. And then one that, uh, from when I was a young bloke, just how exciting he was when he was playing was Phil Blake. He yeah. was just, uh, he was electric every time he touched the ball, chip kicks over the top. He was had that pace and played for about 62 clubs around the world. But um, he, he says that he, out of all the clubs that he played for, the time that he enjoyed the most was his time with the Rabbitohs, which I think is a, a great rap for our club, considering he played with Manly at their peak. Um, obviously played with our 1989 side that won the minor premiership. And I just think, uh, yeah, Blakey was just one of the most exciting players when I was a, a young bloke. And I had two special mentions. One was Cody. I think if if he can uh, lead us to where we know we can get to this year, he'll be regarded as as one of our greatest five-eighths of all time. And the other one, of course, was the great Mark Ellison. Oh, dear. We can't forget... <laughs> I've been waiting for this since the start of the show. <laughs> we can't forget Ello. I've still got a little jersey upstairs and I was a kid with number six on the back with Ello's signature. An absolute legend of uh, of our club. One of mascots finest. I'll tell you what, Jez. I've always said you know your football. Mate. I've always said that. <laughs> what a mascot bakery's finest. <laughs> I'm going to say, actually, you know, I've, I've said before, um, 
you know, J Jimmy Dimmick, I felt he revolutionised sort of locking the ball, playing 5A. But you're right, it's Ello. Ello, and far be it for me to give him a rap, and as painful as it is for me, the truth is, <laughs> Ello was the sort of first um, sort of back row to play 5A, who had some ball playing ability. And, and that was really important for that pack because the Renown was a tough pack, but um, to be to be fair and to be honest, you know, that's the skill and the ball playing probably wasn't his strength. And that was how Ello complemented that side. He, he could be a ball playing forward. And that's why he, he was so good he could, when he played either lock, back row, second row or 5'8". And he, he really did revolutionise. I, I give Jimmy Dimmick the credit all the time because, as you guys know, I always try and slip a mate's name in there. And I go, oh, Jimmy Dimmick's next door to me. And, and uh, yes, no, Jeremy, he hasn't got any appliances. He bought my new house. That's not why I give him a rap. Jimmy was there a must player, be a but... job going at the Titans, is there? He's got to get free tickets for our next game. <laughs> Uh, but Ello, Ello did revolutionise, you know, that that ball playing uh, back back rowers. So uh, well done, Ello. We can't forget Ello's work at fullback. We talked oh. about his crunching hit on Michael Erickson as well. Can you fess up, Ello? Can you just fess up? You're back there bludging, having a breather, and <laughs> someone thought you'd put you back to fullback. He was just back there doing, doing nothing, loitering. <laughs> well, it was. Well, Ello, Hello, I just ran towards him and I, I tripped over my shoelace and fell into him. <laughs> <laughs> fell damage upwards. Him more today. I'd damage him more today if I fell into him. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, no, but that was the second half of the game. I mean, Shannon was on his seventh pie on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, when I played footy, they didn't charge me admission. I used to get booked for loitering instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, some good nominations there for the uh, the best number sixes of all time at the Rabbitohs. But as we've all said, we could have the greatest of all time in our midst at the moment. So let's hope Cody keeps going on uh, in the vein of form that he is and can lead us to where we want to get to. We'll head to our first break of the morning. Now, due to these COVID lockdowns, the official Rabbitohs merchandise store in Kingsford is shut at the moment, but you can shop 24 hours a day, 365 days a year online at shop.rabbitohs.com.au. And Shannon, I jumped online the other day and I noticed that the Snuggets are finally in stock. And they're going out like hotcakes or going out like nuggets, but they're, uh, they're, they're flying off the shelf. They're becoming very popular in this in this cold weather. So, uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to get on and have a look at those. But the uh, I was just did you, have, did you actually come up with the name for them? <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it was, Might have been a bit of a one of your feeding frenzies that you came up with. That. <laughs> Well, there, there there have been some quirky ideas. Remember the um, remember the uh, Christmas the ugly Christmas shirts we had. Oh yeah, yeah. I put Paul Kent in one of those. They look good on you, that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had Paul Kent in one of those on NRL three hundred and sixty. He was that pissed off? It was one of my greatest achievements in rugby league. <laughs> Well, in my family, it was actually a tradition to have a have a Christmas jumper, and and it was actually my job to uh, try and talk them down, actually. Uh, but 
you missed one. I had a Christmas jumper. I was my job to talk them down. Yeah, no, that wasn't work. a good one. <laughs> is this mic was... working? Is this mic okay? I've got to say, Shannon, that was that was one of your best commercial ideas, selling jumpers at Christmas time when the weather's 60 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that was... <laughs> Hello, if you knew your staff, they were actually T-shirts. They were a play on that because we have, um, you know, our Christmases in summer, we did T-shirts based on the ugly Christmas sweaters in America. So. Clearly they weren't stuff. promoted very saw, well. I just thought there was a, another chance to get a dig at you, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yes, Jez, to get back to your point, yes, the Snuggets are in in the middle of winter, proving very popular in this cold weather. Uh, very good price points. Uh, they're almost... Identical to the Udis, but they come in at half the price. Oh, what what are the Storm go. Tech jackets coming in? <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow boat from like. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> They've been a gourd, mate. They were that popular. They sold yeah. everything. No, they were good. They must have been you modelling them, Mello. They see, they see you, got, you on the sideline with them, and everybody thinks, oh, I want one of those. If they can if they can fit that bloke, surely they've got a sign to fit them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> very good. Righto. Well, as we say, you can shop online 24 hours a day, 365 days a year at shop.rabbitos.com.au. Now, I reckon we can have a bit of fun with this topic. It's the top four commentators of all time. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be rugby league commentators, but uh, I have gone for four rugby league commentators. But, Ello, we'll kickstart it off with you. And if you've got an impression of them, we'd love to hear it. Well, the, the, the one from my memory, Jez, going back, is obviously I've been watching it. And, Shannon, I've been watching footy for a long, long time, as you know. And the great Frank Hyde. Um, you know, I grew up in an era where not all the games were on played on um, on the you know on the TV, and not all the games were in colour. I hate to say it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, back back in my era, um, you'd get the match of the day would be played on a Saturday, and the ABC would cover it, but it would, the replay would be played at six o'clock. I mean, that's why you get so many people at the game paying customers because they wanted to see the game live mm. and it wasn't shown on the TV. And we're, what that leads me to is that we used to listen to a lot of the football on the radio. Mm. And Frank Hyde used to be on 2SM, I think, from mm. memory. He did. And he was one of the great – he was a great player himself, Frank Hyde, played for the North Sydney Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he played for Australia as well. I think yep. he was one of, the, one of the all-time great players back in his era. And, um, you know, he was – he used to talk about the game and he had a just a sense of himself and he, he spoke about the game and everyone would take him off. And one of his great catch cries was when a, a goal kicker was lining up a goal kicker, he said, well, here he goes, he lines it up. He's 40 metres out from the goal line. Here he moves in, he kicks it. Well, it's long enough, it's high enough, and if it's straight, it's there, it's straight between the posts. Oh, very good, hello. Very good. Yeah. Uh, that was a great rendition, Hello. Can I just say, I remember in commentating one of your cold kicks. <laughs> is it hard enough? Is it long enough? Is it straight enough? Because Mark certainly round enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I'm glad you had a week to work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I knew Frank Clark would be one of yours. <laughs> you just walked straight into it. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. He, I, I was lucky. We, in the, um, he used to give an award. He used to give an award on the show uh, every when they, they called it. And even back in the day, I remember getting an award off him. I think it was a, they used to say Seiko Watch mm. or something like that. Yeah, I remember one day getting the award. It was a big thing back then, you know, you get a, get a watch from, particularly from him, you yeah. know, because he, he was such a, he was well-respected in the game. Um, other great commentators, the great Rex Mossop. I mean, yeah. everyone, he was so biased towards Manly, but, um, you know, he was, he was really good. And he was, um, he started commentating when the game started having, uh, I think it was Channel 7. And he came on there and the, the game would replay the Sunday games as well at six o'clock in the night. And that's where it started. And then it moved to live TV. But uh, I'll never forget one day, uh, I, the Bulldogs were playing a game and they were known as the entertainers back then. And they cut the, the game and they were cutting to an ad. And Rex said, we're just going to ad now, but fasten your seatbelts. When we come back in, we're in for a really good ride. You know what I mean? So, I remember they just had their own little catch cry. Yeah. But again, both of these guys had played the game mm. and they knew the game well. And I think that gave them an advantage mm. in, in um, you know, what, what, the, what they were doing in their call. Mm. Um, and then the great Rabs, yeah. Ray Warren. Um, he's, um, he's been a great caller in many, many um, different sports over the years. I mean, he, I think he used to call the races. He called the Greyhounds and, you know, he's called he's called the, the rugby league for such a long, long time, you know, but um swimming at the Olympics. Swimming at the Olympics, yeah. yeah. And he's he's a household name. Everyone knows Ray. I I can't really do an impression of Ray. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I sound too much like him, but uh, I've actually got a the theory. The ball goes from Coleman to <laughs> Ellison and Ellison throws a long cutout ball because he's got Donato next to him. He's not going to get anything out of him, so he's not going to pass the ball to him. Uh, <laughs> Hello, you're right. You can't do an impersonation of Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. I've actually very got good. a theory, and it goes back to people of, of our generation. I think people, rather than doing an imp- impression of people like Ray Warren and Richie Benno and all these guys, they're actually doing impressions of the 12th man who obviously immortalised these guys, but he exaggerated everything that they said. And I think people tend to uh, commentate and quote and imitate the 12th man more than they actually do the, the original commentator. I think that's right, Jess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, everyone's got a two for 22 in them. <laughs> I'm sure Richie Benno wasn't saying that every week. That was the 12th man. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, and, yeah I, I think the best commentator in the, in the modern game is Warren Smith. I, yes. I think he's uh, – um, well, I tend to know him. I've met him a few times and he's – he comes. He comes to training uh, before the charity shield every year, and comes and makes sure he knows who the players are. If there's any new players that play, which shows his professionalism for a start. Yeah. But he calls the game very well. He's very uh, calm in the way he calls it and calculated. And of course, we go back. I think it was 2012. Uh, we we're playing the Roosters in that game at, at uh, the Footy Stadium. I don't know what it was called then. It might have been Allianz at that stage. And we scored those two tries in the last 
two minutes and his call when Renault went over the line was, take me now, I've seen it all. That's it. And that was, it was one of the great calls of all time. In Rabbitohs folklore. Yeah, that, that's, that's gone down. Very good. So I got, well, that's got, I've only got four there, Jess. That's all right. I'm, I reckon you'll come up with some more while while we run through ours as well. <laughs> well, I've got to say, Jess, one of the great ground announcers, I mean, I think we've got him here on the podcast with us, didn't you? Shannon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, never had a lot, but I'll make the rap. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you to say hello. It's kind of you to yeah, say it's my yeah. it's my chance each week to be a fan again. Take yeah. take my head out of the work angle and really just rev it up and be a fan again and, and support the team vocally. So yeah, I enjoy. Do you get yourself revved up on the sideline before they're coming out. How no. do you do it? No, well, my rev up is doing the panel with you, Ella. Oh well, I don't. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that's my rev up. You always, you know, you get that's yeah. I'm, no, I'm not going to give myself a rap. <laughs> As a young bloke sitting in Bay 12 at the SFS as a kid watching Mark Ellison run around to then have you come out and stand next to me on the field where we won our our 21st premiership, LA, I don't need any rev up. How many times do I forget I'm supposed to be there? I'm going to come and grab me. So you're running down the tunnel. (laughs) Sorry, Jez, what are we talking about? He's not one for yeah. a run sheet, Ella. You know, you know what I uh, <laughs> just on that. I, I actually read the run sheet last night. Yeah, you know, and that's what I've learnt this week that the answers <laughs> to the trivia questions are actually on the run yeah. sheet <laughs> every week. I've been racking my brain every week. And I, you know. Racking your brain? That would have took about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly right. Uh... Hey, what about Shannon? <laughs> It takes him. It takes him six and a half days. He, he'll start preparing for next week as soon as we get off here. <laughs> He's got to get someone to tell him how to spell after stuff. Right. <laughs> Easy, you picking on me, hello. You did said you saying you're running out there for the for the pregame segment with Jez. Dead said if he ran out there for the pregame segment, he wouldn't have his breath back the full time. <laughs> <laughs> Not running out there for the pregame segment. But in the, in the, in the seriously though, Jez, I, I agree with Ella. You you have become a your ground announcing synonymous with the Rabbitohs. You've been doing it a while, and some iconic catch cries. Who'll ever forget the Isaac Lukes, the big <laughs> Isaac Lukes, and the time you blew the speakers down at Wynn Stadium down there at Wollongong at the Charity Shield down there, and it really has. You know, just they know to get on their feet when. You, you call them to their feet and they know what's coming and they're straight up there. A lot of your calls have become synonymous with our with our games, and to be to be perfectly honest, Jez, and I think um, it is iconic and it's a critical part of our match day now. And I, I remember um, a few years ago, you know, you because you're so busy on match day, you're doing the media commitments, um, looking after the media boxes, you're doing the upstairs being announcing, you're doing on-field, and we thought we'll try and get another on-field ground announcer. And I, I won't name who that ground announcer was, but they, they called us the Roosters twice in yes. one game. <laughs> Anyway, so that was that was very short lived, and Jeff was, Jeff was back down. <laughs> on the field very soon after that. You remember that, Jess? Oh, talk about grief counselling. I'm missing the footy enough. <laughs> I don't need to talk about all of this stuff. Right. We're going to have to yeah, work out how yeah. I can do the announcing at Seabus uh, Super Stadium this Saturday, this Friday night via Zoom. Yeah, via Zoom, plugged into the PA system at CBUS. Yes, I reckon we could arrange that. I'm all over it. 
Zoom's got the technology. Yeah, you, you can handle it. Chad, I just keep hearing that dog barking in the background for you too. <laughs> Mate, you've got to stop eating his food. He'll <laughs> 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 leave you alone if you feed him, mate. Yeah. He's a Labrador and he's that skinny. I reckon he could run at Wentworth Park. You're up, Ello, for not turning off his phone. You might have to turn the dog off. <laughs> Oh, you know what? He was barking the other week and I was tempted to give him a kick. So I just give him a gentle nudge and I was feeling bad about it. And my young boy, James, he said, oh, Dad, that's karma. I said, no, he's not karma. He's a lot angrier now. <laughs> <laughs> Has your new place at Vaucluse got a backyard for the dogs? <laughs> it does have a backyard, but it's not a Vaucluse, as you know. <laughs> from me, but, uh, it's got a few chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> Ones he can carry around in his handbag. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, Jess, because I tried to, for the new place, I tried to organise a, a landscape gardener, but he said he wouldn't do it because apparently the garden's portrait, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Right, Shannon, let's get on to your commentators. Jez, you're always so generous, um, but no one knows commentate. You're in the media. You're a ground announcer yourself. Why don't we go to yours? All right. Well, I had, uh, obviously, the great Ray Warren on mine, 99 State of Origins. I hope he goes around again next year to to rack up the century of State of Origins. And he was the voice of our 2014 grand final win. So whenever any of our members or our supporters put that DVD in the machine and and watch it during these lockdown periods. It's Ray Warren's voice that, that accompanies it. So um, he is obviously the, the doyen of rugby league commentators. One that, that I had on my list also, speaking of origin, was Daryl Eastlake. He was just a booming voice when State of Origin first took off back in the 80s. And I mentioned the 12th man before, and, and he was just immortalised by the 12th man with his piss-off jack. <laughs> Pierce off, Jack Gibbs on <laughs> with his commentary. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was, it was great. The late Daryl Eastlake now, and uh, he is a loss to rugby league, but he's left an indelible mark on the game with his his commentary. And another guy that was skillful at calling other sports with the weightlifting, and he did swimming as well. And I'm sure there were many others. I think he may have even used to commentate the surf life-saving when it was on Channel 9 yeah, as well. Too, yeah, so uh, a man of many talents. Um, then moving he across could, he, to... could, he could change the tone of his voice so well too, couldn't he? Like, yeah. He said a, a gallop a few octaves when the game, it sort of went yeah. with the excitement of the game. Yeah. He was good at that. He yeah, it's, that. it's actually one interesting technique that, that Rabs uses. He says um, he likes to have a commentary box where he can open the windows because... His level of excitement is driven by the crowd. So that's one of his um, holdbacks now where he's got a call out of the studio is he doesn't have a crowd there to, to help him lift when they lift, uh, which is quite, quite interesting. And I remember um, at one of the grounds, it may have been ANZ Stadium actually, Stadium Australia, because the windows um, don't open, they actually had to install a window down at floor level that could open for him so that he could get the atmosphere coming into the room, which I think is pretty special. If Shannon was a commentator, you'd just throw a hot dog in front of him. (laughs) He'd be excited for 80 minutes. (laughs) He wouldn't jump off the chair, though. (laughs) (laughs) If I was a commentator, the commentary box would be in the canteen. That's (laughs) it. 
Uh, my next one, moving across to radio, and I think he's um, one of the greatest radio commentators of all time alongside Frank Heidi's Ray Hadley. Um, he was, for me, the voice of rugby league as I was growing up, um, listening to games on the on the radio, the around the grounds for Phil McCarroll Ford at Camden and all those sorts of things that they had on... Uh, that they had on, vitamins. Yeah, Sonova's <laughs> vitamins that they had on 2UE and 2GB for, for so many years with the continuous call team. And uh, Ray's been quite good to our club over the years as well. And... Um, Growing up, wanting to be a rugby league commentator, he was the guy that I that I wanted to be. So I had Ray in there, and then finally, like ULO, I had Warren Smith. He's just part of Rabbitohs folklore now. With you can take me now, I've seen it all. And um, I remember we interviewed him uh, the year after for a piece on our website, and none of it was planned. He just went with it, and I thought that just shows such a talent to be able to come up with an iconic line like that without planning it. It's just just unbelievable. So, and as you say, a great fella. Loves his golf too. Commentates on the golf. Does a great job with that. Um, and as you say, an absolute professional. When he comes down to training, gets bios on all the players, goes up, introduces himself to them all, has a chat with Wayne after the the session. And Wayne gives him plenty of time. He's obviously got the respect of, of a lot of people in rugby league and, and a great man, Warren Smith. Yeah, certainly is. You know, as... Delo said that iconic Rabbitohs match he'll be forever in our in our folklore. So uh, I might kick off with mine, Jez, if yeah, that's okay. Because yours, yours are fantastic, and nobody would know them better than you, mate. Working in the media, and you certainly got an appreciation for good commentators. One of the ones you just touch on when you're kids, the ones you remember. I actually didn't have them in my four, but my childhood, I remember listening to them on the radio. I loved them because I love the quirky side of the. The commentary. I still wanted to be passionate, but I love I love the the quirky side and the Hollywood and Zorba. When I was a kid, them two just going at it and arguing and taking the Mickey out of each other and taking the Mickey out of the referees and the players. Uh, as a kid, I just found that side of the footy uh, hilarious, and I used to love their commentary. But but the four I've picked are also ones that have a quirky side to their to their football, and I love. And this guy's. He's a rabbitose man. He doesn't tell many people publicly. I think he likes to think everybody's, um, you know, all commentators are straight down the line and don't have favourites. But Vossi, I really like Vossi. Vossi's certainly got a quirky look at how he does footy. And I, I love the fan and I used to love it. Sometimes he'd be on the Sunday roast on Channel 9 and they'd be looking at the funnier and the quirkier side of rugby league and their passion just shines through. But they, they have always got to be about food, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 yes, I, I was a bit disappointed the first time I watched the roast. Actually, when I, when I found out it was about football, but um, <laughs> I thought it was a cooking show. But um, no, the Sunday roast, Bossy was great on that. I love him on the fan now on Fox, and um, you know that Sunday footy show in general on Channel Nine used to be fantastic. And he's a great commentator. You know, he's commentated the Sydney Olympics, the London Olympics, and you talk about Warren Smith having a, a catch cry. I think. You know, Vossi's let's have some fun. I reckon that's becoming a bit of the rugby league lexicon in, in terms of commentary. So Vossi's always been a favourite of mine. Vossi's Brad. got a great story about our game that we played in Jacksonville. So he was virtually on his deathbed. He had uh, he had some sort of disease. I can't remember what it was that he had, but he was he was really crook and 
Um, Peter Holmes of Court and Russell had done a deal with Channel 9 to commentate that game to film it with a local crew, but they wanted a, a top-level caller, and so they rang Vossi, and Vossi said, I'm really sick, and Matt Callender at the time said, mate, we'll take it as a personal favour if you do this for us. So he jumps on a flight to Jacksonville, which was the best part of 24 hours from Sydney, crook as a dog, gets over there, sleeps that night, gets up the next day, the game was on at about midday, commentates the game, had Russell beside him, and I was lucky enough to be calling the game as well for a Jacksonville radio station, and Russell came in with us as well. Um, And then he slept that night in Jacksonville, jumped on a plane and went all the way back to Sydney, and then the game was never shown on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells the story that the only footage he's ever seen of the game it was on our website where we dubbed my commentary over the top of the Channel 9 footage. So he said he flew all this way. He was sick as a dog. He had some terrible disease. And and uh, it was my commentary over the top of the Channel 9 pictures. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, Rossi's a great guy, just a very decent person. I love his quirky look at football and I love his love of the sport. You know, that's the guys are... I'm going to nominate today. They all have a love of rugby league. None of them played, so they don't have that kind of insight as a player, but their passion for the game comes through, and, and Bossy's certainly one of those. Um, Rabs, of course, we've got to include Rabs. Um, again, just looking up some... Well, that's four, Shannon. Thanks, mate. <laughs> What's the next thing we're talking about? <laughs> oh, jeez, hello. <laughs> You're going to be nice to me today. <laughs> Rabs, one of the things I, you know, in looking at Rabs' um, history, obviously kicked off in 1974 calling the MK Cup, but he, a lot of people may or may not realise he started off like the great Wayne Bennett as a policeman. He, he did. He was a cadet at the um, in the Canberra Police down there in ACT, and uh, obviously his love of sport took over and he came into commentating in rugby league for the 1974 MK Cup, but he's called, he loves horse racing, started doing horse racing calls as He's called the Melbourne Cup. As you said before, he was part of that, you know, Darrell Eastlakes, um, Jack Gibson, he called numerous origins. And But my favourite, on the quirky side again, my favourite Rabs uh, calling was on the Dead Set Legends, just seeing that other side, just having fun about his hemorrhoids and, you know, retinol <laughs> and all the hemorrhoid cream and all that kind yeah. of stuff. He's, actually, he's a funny guy, Rabs. He's got a really good dry sense of humour. He takes the mickey out of himself, doesn't take himself too seriously. So um, I like that about Rabs. He's a terrible hypochondriac. I've heard. Yes, and hates flying. Yes. So so often you'll hear him calling games from Brisbane. Yes. You'd no no doubt know he's doing the uh, voiceover for Galo's Pies ads, Shannon. In fact, I was disappointed to miss out on that gig myself. I was, I was hoping to do it as a contra deal. <laughs> I missed out, unfortunately. And I asked, how, I asked Arlo why. He said, because you can't talk with your mouth full. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good point. Uh, so, Rabs is uh, two of my four. Another one is quirky and um, a bit left of centre is uh, Terry Kennedy, the great TK. He's... Um, he loves footy. He loves horse racing. He's he's equally passionate about both, um, and he's equally knowledgeable about both. He actually he's got an encyclopedic memory about rugby league and and horse racing. But he's called other events. He's called the Olympics as well and Commonwealth Games. And 
Um, he was on the Sunday roast as well, and he he had a funny sense of humour and look at the quirky side of rugby league too. And I had to put him in because he's a Amaris boy. He went to Amaris Parramatta, uh, of course. So uh, TK uh, was on was on a big sports breakfast for 18 years. So he was across all sports. He really knew his sports and could speak intelligibly about most sports. Um, unlike Ello, he could speak very intelligibly. <laughs> <laughs> and then my final one is the son of a, a, a sports le- uh, commentating legend, Mike Raymond's son, uh, Andy Raymond. Andy's yeah. a... Andy's a great Mike used to do the, the Bathurst and the racing for Channel 7 for years. But Andy Andy sort of definitely stepped out of his shadow and become a great caller over the years. I really, really like Andy. But he, he started in the pit of Bathurst in 1990 when his dad was when his dad was still calling. Um, but Andy's called the golf and swimming and racing, tennis, super rugby, you name it. Um, boxing, very big on the box, boxing. Yeah, he's another one. His two main passions are... CK's was racing in rugby league. Mm. Andy's is boxing, and, mm. and he knows his stuff. I've heard him call the boxing. I love the boxing myself, um, and he really, really knows his stuff when it comes to boxing. He knows all the fighters, the history. He knows a, he knows what's happening in the ring there, and uh, he's he's really good. And he was on Fox from '97 to just recently, 23 years he spent on, mm. and he was a highlight of their league in boxing calls. He's back on Triple uh, M now. It's good to hear him back on Triple M. He is. It's great to hear him back on air. And he's still got his, his podcast that he started while he was having a bit of a hiatus. Um, it's called Andy Raymond Unfiltered. It's mm. not quite as funny or good as our podcast, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. So I not, not, as many, not as many listeners either. <laughs> I'm sure there's not. I'm I can sure only assume not. that you're being featured on it soon. Yes, yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> well, he wanted some Italian internationals. And I was his guest, so. Uh, so my four, but oh, actually... They're my four, but I want to give an honourable mention to Gala, our very own Gala, who was speaking about before. Remember, he did a bit for Fox and that, that, that memorable game down in Canberra. The when it snowball. Was <laughs> and he was coming snowball for the back while he was on air and he had to take it like a man. I, I just dirty didn't take it like a man when he and I were punching on at the Sydney football stadium. He, he didn't take that quite as well, unfortunately. But um, he, he was not a bad caller, sideline caller. Gala. I thought you were going to go even further left of field with your special mention and try and get Manu Fidel as a commentator. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, is this the top 11 podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> you put more GST on, on, on your amount of people you put in than the Australian tax office. Don't you start on me. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, some excellent nominations there and some great memories of some great voices over time that will stick with all rugby league members and fans there, I'm sure. So some great nominations. And, Ello, you win the, the prize for the best impersonation because me and Shannon didn't have a crack. <laughs> yeah. I just got in the groove, Jed. Just got in the groove. Uh, very good. Excellent. Righto, we'll go to our next break. Now, in these lockdown times and COVID times, it's the perfect chance to get a lot of your um, financial and everyday services sorted out for you and your family. And a great way to do that is to have a look at Rabbitohs Plus. They provide services 
that Rabbitohs members and supporters use every day. So whether it's home and content insurance or credit cards, your car insurance, home loans, you can check out Rabbitohs Plus and they'll have a deal for you. So jump on to plus.rabbitohs.com.au. Now, we've heard they're under a bit of stress because Shannon is in the process of moving and getting his enormous home loan and his massive credit card debts. <laughs> massive credit card debts is right. That's he paid cash for it. <laughs> uh, someone would have built it for him, Luke Stewart or uh, <laughs> some that, former rabbit. He, he took that, uh, you know, that leather bag that he's got carried around. He just threw it and said, there you go. Don't worry about any transactions. Just count that. Count that. We don't really... I've told you before, I worked very hard to hide that cash from you. Something you're talking about it on the show. I guess guess who did the shutters, Jess? Australia's the Rabideau's best ever fullback. I'm stunned he wasn't a commentator. Well, seriously, though, the credit cards are lower interest, and, and I do have one, actually, and the Rabbitohs credit cards. And we've, as I said, we've worked with Community First Credit Union, a non-for-profit uh, organisation, financial institution, the credit union, uh, all, all the money, just like the Rabbitohs and benefits go back to their members. So they've got some really low uh, interest rates on those credit cards, and, and they're market leading. So I encourage everyone to jump on. I actually got one, and I was going to buy my wife um, a birthday present. And so I was online on a, a Zoom chat the other day to, to one of the stores and one of the ladies in the, in the, in the lingerie department. And, um, and you know, I was speaking to lingerie assistant because I was going to buy Gab some, you know, pretty lingerie. And I asked her where they sat in. And she said, no, no, they're brand new. They're not sat in. <laughs> Did, did you realise, for those that are watching online, you'll have noticed Gab just pop up in the background of Shannon's, Shannon's filter on his Zoom call. <laughs> she must have must have heard her name and decided to jump into the background and keep him in check. Yeah. Mate, she's got a hand up her back telling him what to say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was telling me the other day, you know, she, when she got the line, like she said, oh, I'm trying to give me a rap. She described me as a bit of a looker. I said, oh, that's really nice. You know, but well, the real word she used was voyeur, but, you know. <laughs> 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 anyway, I use the credit card. I bought Gab a nice present. She'll be hopefully pleasantly surprised. But most importantly, I saved money in using the Rabbitohs Plus credit card. So the six-bedroom house in Vaucluse wasn't enough of a present. You had to buy some lingerie too. She's, are you, you've got to come clean about this. I've never lived in Vaucluse. The house is not in Vaucluse and it's not uh, six bedrooms. It's seven. But anyway, <laughs> let's <laughs> You it's converted not- one of the six garages into a into a bedroom to make it you know, seven. I'm worried. I'm worried, mate. He's living next door to Nick Politis. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of it. This is this is a true story. I don't want to get off Rabbitohs Plus, but because uh, they do have all the best products and at the best prices, and importantly, you're supporting the club when you're using Rabbitohs Plus products. So jump on board and have a look. But I can't let the comment from Nick Politis go without mentioning. Um, we were playing them out at uh, Stadium Australia. I think it was about two years ago in the game, and he was he was out on the out on the balcony and uh, of his corporate suite, and he was getting heckled by some Rabbitohs supporters on in the suite next to him. And um, you know he's 
furious and he's got in contact with the stadium and 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 the words got back to our our Nick Nick Pappas and Nick says oh you know um, you've got to do something about this Shannon so I contact the stadium and they send security down because apparently he's just launching right in the Nick Politis this bloke this Rabbitoh supporter in the suite over the back he's giving it to him and I uh, sent security down as soon as security come the bloke sits down and security doesn't witness anything he said no I was you know being the perfect gentleman anyway security leaves anyway uh, Nick Pappas says to me after the game, look, you know, that's not right. Even though we have a rivalry with the Roosters, shouldn't be treating Nick Politis like that. He said, Shannon, I want you to look into it. And so I looked into it, I found out. It actually wasn't even one of our sponsors. It was someone who'd hide the suite from the stadium. But um, I tracked him down and Nick, our Nick, Nick Pappas said, oh, Shannon, have you looked in it? He said, yeah, have you identified who it is? He said, yeah. He said, have you sorted out? I said, yes, I have sorted out. He, he said, you sorted out for an harassing Nick Politis. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, what, did, what, what have we arranged to do? I said, I sent him two cartons of young Henry's. He said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it at the start when you said Nick Pappas asked me to go and uh, go and check it out or go and sort it out. I thought you were going to say, so I rang the borough and asked them all to go over and sit in the bloke's suite. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good idea, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, back to the topic, plus.rabbitos.com.au for any of those everyday services that you use and you can jump onto the same deals that Shannon Donato has been enjoying but potentially not the ones from Craig Carrington. Now, our trivia question from last week. How many players have played for Australia whilst playing for South Sydney? We've actually had a, a nomination for an answer from the man that should know, one of our club historians, Brad Ryder, <laughs> throughout the week emailed us through his uh, his response, wanting to know if he had it right. He's going to find out now. But, gents, without looking at your run sheet, <laughs> do you know how many Rabbitohs played for Australia? I looked at my run sheet last night and I've forgotten it. <laughs> CTE's kicking in. Uh, Shannon will know. He'll have it written in Roman numerals. Is it? Is it this? Is it in the seventies, Jez? It is in the seventies. Yeah, uh, I'll go seventy-one. Seventy-one. Do you want to have a guess, Ella? I'm gonna. I'm going to say that's correct. Yes, you're both correct. Seventy-one Rabbitohs have played for Australia whilst playing. For South Sydney, and it'll be good to add a few more to that list if some of these guys in our team keep uh, keep up the uh, the form that they're in. Guys like Latrell, potentially Cody, and some of these young guys coming through. You never know who could uh, play for Australia in the coming years while playing at the Rabbitohs. Now, next week's trivia question: What is the biggest crowd that the Rabbitohs have played in front of in its 113 year history of the club? I think we all know what game it was. But what was that crowd figure? So I'll leave you to read next week's run sheet before answering that one. <laughs> Jeremy, I think we make it a, a two-point question. Yes. Uh, you get one point for getting the, the number right. Yep. And you get two points if you give their names and addresses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the only reason he puts the uh, puts the answer on the uh, run sheet is so you'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work for the first 23 episodes. <laughs> right, I will come back with the answer to that question next week. <laughs> 
Now, if you're sitting back on your lounge chair, dreaming of lockdown being over and wanting to get away with your two vaccinations and your vaccination passport that they're talking about, the first place you should be taking a look at is What If. It's What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. And because they're the official travel partner of the Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on select hotels. Conditions apply with that offer, but if you jump on whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15, you can save 15% on select hotels. Now, we I'm sure we're all dreaming about getting away at some stage, and I'm actually dreaming about heading to wherever the NRL Grand Final is going to be in October. I'm hoping all this is cleared up and me and my two vaccinations can jump on a plane and go to Melbourne or Brisbane or Darwin or Perth or Adelaide or even out to Homebush, as they're, they're talking about in the papers today. It could be in Mars, Jess. You never know. Well, I'm ready to go with my two jabs. I'll go to Mars. <laughs> Mars, Hello. not Mars bars, Shannon. Mars. <laughs> well, both are pretty good. But anyway, Hello, uh, Jez was telling me, you know, he that one of the one of the loves of his life outside of the Rabbitohs, of course, is his beautiful daughter Kira. And um, you know, outside of watching the footy, he wants to take her away to see the live Frozen show. She just absolutely loves Frozen, anything Frozen. So I thought, oh, you know, um, she loves frozen. Her birthday's coming up. I thought I might get her something. So, Jez, I've got her a packet of peas and a, and a packet of frozen chips as well. So, she's oh, you're most so, welcome. He's so generous. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give up the frozen yogurt himself, though, mate. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Where's the first place you two blokes are going to look up on what if once this is all over? Um, I'll, I'll be heading to Byron Bay, mate. Up to Byron? Mm. Ironically, I'll be heading to where the boys are. I love the Gold Coast. I, I love a weekend up there. They A day at the Gold Coast race is a fantastic day. And then just the warm weather and the beaches up there are, are sensational. And uh, one of the few places in Australia that still have Sizzler with the buffet as well. So uh, oh, lovely. Might, even, might even give there a visit. Yes. I want to take Kira to, uh, to Disneyland. She loves... Disney, and with all the money I've been saving in lockdown, not buying the roasts at the juniors every day for lunch, I've uh, been able to put away some money to get us over there. So. Very good. <laughs> I wonder if you can save 15% with Rabbitohs 15 at the Disneyland hotels. Rabbitohs, you know, Jez, all of our partners are great. We'll try and get them on board. I'll see what we can Done. do. Done. Right, uh, jump onto whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. Use that promo code Rabbitohs15 and save 15% on select hotels. All right, hello. It is time for your joke of the week. Okay, Jess, it's short and sharp. There were two guys sitting a pub. They have a beer together. And one said to the other, he said, oh, he said, I can't believe it. My best mate, Mike, ran off with my wife yesterday. The other guy said, since when has Mike been your best mate? He said, yesterday. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. Short and sharp. Right, the other one. My, uh, my, 
my wife ran off with the best mate. Jeez, I'm gonna miss him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Raylene Ellison out there too. Yeah, you know, I know. Uh, <laughs> he knows I'm only joking. Oh, very <laughs> good. Not though. <laughs> very I have good. Gabby, I have Gabby didn't hear that one, Shannon. No, she didn't. I haven't I seen her lurking. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll text Ryan that I know. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'll be back to wrap it all up in a second. Well, thank you for listening. Make sure you send in your topic suggestions to rabbitos.com.au slash podcast or using Twitter at SSFC Rabbitos. Write us a review. Give us a five-star rating and please hit that subscribe button on the Rabbitos Podcast Network. And make sure you tune into all the other uh, Rabbitos Podcast Network podcasts, including our media conferences with the players. You also get Wayne Bennett's pregame press conference. We've got the audio version of the Rabbitos Insider and the guys over at Rabbitos Radio with chat. Mavo and Brownie, they're creating a whole heap of content at the moment on their Rabbitohs TV YouTube channel as well as uh, their podcast on the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. So Rabbitohs Radio, make sure you tune in to that. And thank you, gentlemen, for joining me again today. It was good fun again. And hello, looking forward to this clash with the Eels, a top four clash so they don't get uh, much bigger at the end of the season than these games. No, they don't, Jez. And, um, you know, Wayne mentioned after the game, uh, the other night in the press conference, how we had seven starting NRL players out, and, and, and we did, and uh, we get we get a few of them back this week. Obviously, Cam uh, Murray comes in after suspension. You know, he's he's been one of our best all season. Junior Tatol is going to come back. He's going to start on the bench, and of course, Benji Marshall comes back. He comes out of lockdown, and uh, he joins the team. Um, yeah, it's important this week because you know we've had, you know we've had some tough periods in games lately, but we haven't had a a game that will go the distance and be tough throughout. And mm. and I'm expecting that this week because um, the Eels are coming off a couple of losses, so they'll be at their best. Um, it's very strange actually; they're staying here in the same hotel as us. So walking past them a day, you tend to forget that you're playing playing against them. In a couple of nights, not not that matters that much to me, but I'm sure as players that uh, would feel a little bit weird. But um, as we've seen though in the last few weeks, it it hasn't affected our guys. They get get out there and they get on with the job, and um, you know I'm confident we'll get on with the job again this week. And it, um, I just we're getting a little bit better each week, and that's exactly how we want to want to be. And uh, I'm sure we'll get there this week. And uh, our attitude and Commitment will be first class. Well, we'll leave it in your hands, hello, to organise Adam Reynolds to set off that fire alarm at about 3am on Friday morning <laughs> down in the eel, the eel's wing of your <laughs> of your your resort. But uh, good luck on Friday night. And uh, Shannon, thank you for your time. Good luck on Friday night working your way through the uh, the menu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, so you thought you'd pick up the slack, eh? Hey? Always... Yeah. I meant to tell you, Blake, so I'll give you something you're paranoid about all these weight jokes. So I actually called weight loss the other day and I, I you know, wanted some help with, with my weight loss. I said, oh, can you send someone around? And I said, oh, don't worry, we've got plenty of people around. So, <laughs> And uh, I tried it and I, I ended up getting kicked out of the weight loss program, but I... I accepted the decision with huge grace because she got thrown out as well. So, um, 
Anyway. I'll be working on, uh, on, a, on a salad and uh, some some ice water as I watch the game on Friday night. So good luck to, to you and the boys, Ellen. I know what you've been doing, Shannon. So in between Olympic events, you've been watching comedy specials on Netflix <laughs> and you are just stealing everyone's jokes. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. <laughs> I mean, dinner, dinner time in his house is an Olympic event. Ah, British. Where's that sound effect? Jeez, the, doesn't the roadcaster do it over, over Zoom? You don't have the sound effects anymore. Oh, no, I've got the sound effects, but let's just have a natural laugh, eh? <laughs> Fair enough. Just, just go back to Red A. Let's go to say something funny first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ella. Well, um, yeah, just going back to we're talking about Renault setting the fire alarm off. He's pretty close to the record too, isn't he, Jess? He is. He's eight points away. So uh, I, I reminded him after the game that he's eight points away and he said, righto, I've got to kick four goals on Friday. I said, just make it a try goal and a two-point field goal. Just mix it yeah, up yeah. a bit. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, he, from memory, he'll always have the record. He kicked the first two-point field goal, didn't he, Renault? He kicked the first one since Eric Sims kicked one. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. They came back. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's, both records are held by the Rabbitohs, the, the last and the first. Again. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, and, and how fitting yeah. Eric Sims kicked the last one and Renault's about to, yeah. to break his records too. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's good you worked that out, Shannon. We spoke about this about 16 weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon CTE is yeah. kicking in and too. And you read the run sheet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Or Gabby reads it to you, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All the grease on my fingers. It's hard to read with all the grease on my fingers. Oh. <laughs> right. Can, Can you put me out of my misery? I was going to say, before we destroy Shannon's self-esteem completely, uh, as we say, Troik, the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast, powered by Audio Technica, proudly presented by What If, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast. Powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the rabbit on.